What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Anacreates Podcast. My name is Alex Krotz, and I am your host. And today, I want to talk about a the, my latest release, actually. I'm really excited because uh, a couple days ago now, as of, as of you hearing this, I released my first original song in quite a while. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the song itself, a bit of the production behind it, because there's some interesting stuff with the production. But then I also want to talk about confidence and creativity and the actual releasing of this and my journey, my continuation of my journey with my creativity, getting my creativity back. Now, I've talked about this in a previous episode, which I will link in the uh, podcast notes, which you can find over at anacreates.ca slash podcast, and then just find this, uh, this episode. But but in a previous episode, I talked about my creative journey and what releasing some of these cover songs that I've been doing has been uh, doing for me and my creative journey, getting my creativity back because it would kind of drained for a while. And that's kind of the Coles notes of it. This original song is a big part of that actually from the very beginning. And I didn't realize quite how much um, until I was faced with actually releasing it. But that's what I want to talk about a little bit about today. So I'm going to talk about that after I talk a little bit about the actual song itself and my journey through writing original songs and all that kind of stuff um, that led me up to to this. Because frankly, you know, releasing something is just such a difficult thing for any artists in, in a way because getting that out there, uh, starting your journey of actually releasing something, it's a lot of work surrounding releasing something that you don't know how other people are going to perceive this. And they're going to listen to, you've spent months and months and months working on this piece of art that's either a three-minute song or a painting or whatever it is and people are going to listen to it for three minutes and make a judgment they like it or they don't like it and you of course love it because it's your art and you've released it. and so when you first release something that can be difficult sometimes but after you release a bunch of stuff it gets you kind of I don't want to say you get numb to it, but you get more used to that. You know that when you release something, it's not for everybody and, and the people that are going to love it are going to love it and the other people just aren't. And that's okay because the people who love it, it's out there for the people that really love it and that really touches them. So this is something that that kind of concept is in uh, The War of Art. It's in The Practice by Seth Godin, um, different books like this. Even uh, I just finished reading Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. That, again, same kind of thing in there. It's not for everybody and that's okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a minute, but first of all, uh, I just want to talk about the song itself. So the significance of why this is, is so significant to me. <laughs> so like I said, this is the first original song. And if you haven't checked it out yet, go to my YouTube channel, uh, go check it out. It's called you. It's my first original song that I've released in about 11 years, literally. So it came out, uh, the other week on June 25th. And June 25th is my birthday, and that also marked exactly 11 years since I released my first record on my birthday 11 years ago. So I released a record, a completely different sounding record than this. It was my first record. It was fun. Again, I put a limit on myself. I wanted to release it before I left high school, so that's what I did on like the third last day of high school on my birthday. Uh, I released this record, so I still had a couple days to sell the CDs to my friends and get some feedback, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, 11 years later, I have now released the first original song under my own name that I've released in 11 years. So that being said, I have released songs and I've written lots of songs. I've written tons of songs over the years. Um, I have not just stopped writing songs. Uh, writing songs is an outlet like this for most artists for me. Um, but 
it's it's the first one that's come out under my own name. Now, I've been writing songs that have either been co-writes with other artists or written that goes into other projects that's not purely me. Um, whether I'm part of that as an artist in a... In a I was in a, a comedy artist duo thing for a little while and we did a song that I was part of writing but it wasn't purely my own writing in that way and it wasn't my own name it was still a group project in that sense and I've also written for other records that I co-write with them or give them songs for their record so the travesty record I did a ton of co-writing on that and there's a couple songs on there that are mine as well and various other projects through the years I've been a part of writing and producing and engineering tons of different records so they all kind of blur together sometimes some of them blur together whether I was part of the writing and the producing or just the producing or the engineering and the anyway lots of different stuff I've been working on tons of records I've probably worked on hundreds if not thousands of records at this point in the last 11 years so when I released my first record 11 years ago I hadn't gone to school yet for recording I was working at a professional studio my the the studio I used to work at and intern at uh the swamp with Jay and Ryan who've both been on the podcast now um I was working there and when I first made that first record I was literally making it at night. I think my big joke was I made 80 or 90% of that record between 2 and 6 a.m. Because what we'd do is we'd work at the studio all day and then they would all, we'd all kind of hang out, play some video games, whatever, everybody fall asleep on the live floor or, or wherever. And then I would sneak back into the control room and I'd work on my record in the control room because it was all acoustic guitars and all that kind of stuff. At that point, I could record that in the control room. And that's actually one of the reasons that record is acoustic, purely acoustic, is because I just didn't have the means to record a electric guitars properly but I could I had figured out how to do acoustic guitars properly so that's a whole different thing but I would sneak into the control room or not sneak I'd go back into the control room lock myself in there it was soundproof in there and I would work on the record for a number of hours over the course of the evening uh, and into the early morning hours then I'd sleep for a couple hours get up and do the sessions and stuff that we had for that day and repeat and repeat and repeat and that's how I did it to finally finish I was still in high school so I was still at school I would do this on weekends weekends and evenings and stuff like that. Lots of different things, holidays, summer, whatever. And so that's where I made that first record. That's how I made that first record. That was a big learning experience for me. I had never put out a record before. The whole process of getting it into streaming and into digital stores and, you know, Spotify and Apple Music, those Apple Music wasn't even a thing at that point. The iTunes store was Streaming was newer. Spotify was barely a thing when I released that. But <laughs> um, I put that record out and I learned a ton when I made that record. I was never trying to be an artist to be an artist. I was a studio rat and I still am. I love being in the studio. I love creating in the studio. I love being able to record something, layer on top of it, add different things, all that kind of stuff. That was what I loved to do. I didn't want to be, I wasn't in it to try and be a rock star and to go on tour and to get a record deal. And that that's wasn't and still really isn't what I want. I love writing music. I like putting music out. I love people hearing my music, but I'm not trying to, you know, be the next Sean Mendez or anything. I just want to share my art with people and also show other artists what I can do so that they make records with me because I love making records with other artists as well. I've always loved that. I love working in the studio and, and studio trickery is my thing, uh, which we'll talk about in a second because that plays into this. Um, but anyway, so d after I released this record, I went on to go to school. I released a cover or two or a couple of songs during that point. 
with various things. And then I went and worked in Toronto. And when I was in Toronto, I did a lot of stuff where I would work on records during the day. And then I'd go back to my apartment and work on records, other, my solo stuff or, or other artists that I was doing freelance friends records, that kind of stuff at my apartment or at the studio overnight, that kind of stuff. I did a lot of after hours work on stuff. And Every time I would learn new things from different artists that I was working with, I'd then go and apply them and try and learn how to do them and perfect it and change it and decide how I liked it, what I didn't like, what I liked, all that kind of stuff. And that's how I developed my own sound and the way that I produce stuff for other artists, as well as my own thing. Because in my own songs, and I've been doing this for a long time, just none of them ever actually got released because I just, I didn't have time. I, I felt like I didn't have time. I didn't have a purpose. I was busy. Um, but I still was honing these crafts in and continuously changing and, and continuously trying new things. Because in my own records, I could use those techniques to their purest form. I could write something to be used, uh, to use a technique on it, because it was my own stuff. I didn't have to try and apply a technique to somebody else's stuff. I could literally figure out something that would sound dope with a certain technique and then write it for that purpose. So I was approaching writing a little bit different, probably why I didn't actually finish a bunch of songs that were for myself because they just, they were learning tools. Basically when I was working for bands, then I would kind of have a honed in thing and people would, you know, the band could approve it and go, yeah, we like it or we don't like it. And I'd have to adjust to that. So there was, you know, outside influence and that comes in with, with bands they, or with other artists. That's why you have a producer half the time to kind of give you a final. Okay. So that nobody has the pure pressure of going, it's done. It's final. They can kind of feel like the pressure of that final. Okay. Is divided between either the band members or the band members and the producer or whatever. When you're a solo artist, that can sometimes be very difficult to give the final okay, because you can always change things. There's, you can always change stuff. So to, to finally say, yes, it's done is, is tough sometimes. But anyway, so, um, for this song, I, during this time or near the end of my, my time at the studio is when I kind of was writing the riff and working on the music for this song heavily influenced by Billy Talent and Three Days Grace and uh, a Biffy Clyro and all these kind of artists that the, the, the guitar sounds, I was learning how to make these perfect guitar sounds. And Billy Talent, the way that I learned to make their records when I, when I worked on a Billy Talent record, that's where I really learned this technique of guitars. And that's what I did with the guitars in this song. It's a different style of technique because you actually record every single note separately. You, you tune the guitar for the note or chord that you're playing and then play that chord and then move on and tune for the next one. Do it again. And you edit them all. So it's all perfectly in time and it's now perfectly in tune. And then you put the nuances back in like the sliding between chords. You actually put that back in if you want it there or you don't have to, if you don't want to. So it's a very tedious process, but that's what a, a technique I learned from the guys who worked on Biffy Clyro, who uh, worked on Billy talent records, worked on three days, grace records. What I saw when I worked on the three days or er, well, Three Days Grace Records and a Billy Talent record. This was what they did, Billy Talent especially. And I really learned how to do this. I was honing in that technique and learning how to do it. And some of my earlier ones just sound stupidly fake uh, in a sense, like they're too perfect. So I honed that in. And so now, uh, nearing the end of this, I was learning a bunch of this stuff. And that's when I was writing You, this, this new song. So I've actually had the music recorded and worked on for years. Uh, and it continuously was evolving and it would kind of go in the back shelf and then it would come back out and I'd change it some more with new things I'd learn and go in the back shelf. The music, that was a whole journey in itself. Um, 
And then when I was kind of getting ready, I was getting ready to leave the studio and I, I decided to work on the lyrics with uh, my co-writer, Nikki, uh, who Ellison Daz. She helped me with the lyrics itself. And, I, you know, she's a great, great songwriter. If you've ever heard her stuff, I produce her stuff as well. And, you know, we worked on the lyrics together. I had a bunch of the lyrics already kind of done and the concept kind of figured out. And she helped me hone in the verses and that kind of stuff. She, she added some great, great stuff to the song. And... I had already done the music, but then I put the lyrics on it and then I changed bits of it and added different, different, um, uh, vocal stuff into the production. So I was also working on the production of the vocals as well as the track. And then it kind of went on the back burner again for a while. And then it came back out about a year ago um, when I decided that I really wanted to release this song and I wanted to get it off my plate, finish it up because the, the, stuff the content of the lyrics was very uh, timely and very appropriate I really just wanted to get that message out and so I decided to finalize it and get it finished and so I took it out and I decided I'm going to release this so now I actually had like I kind of not a deadline but a I'm going to finish this kind of a mentality. So I was actually making decisions and going yes this is done that part's done this thing's done the lyrics are done that's done and you know I, I was working on this and I finally finished the mix, got it all finished. I was stoked. I showed it to some people. They loved it. And then it became the part of, I got to release this, but now I'm, I'm worried about the release. And a lot of artists deal with this all the time. So this is where the cover songs come in. And I just wasn't a hundred percent. I wasn't just, I would, I was not confident in myself to release this song. I'm, I can be fully open about that. So I decided that, you know what, I'm going to start with some lower pressure things. Cause I'd put way too much pressure on myself. This was my first song, my first original song. I'm a producer. I'm a writer. I write on people's records. I want people to, to really love what I do so that they come to me to make the record so I can work with other great bands, all this kind of stuff. I'd put way too much pressure on myself or on this song specifically. I needed it to be great. And I knew the song was great, but releasing it, I, I was like, is it, what's going to happen? So I decided less pressure. So that's where the, the covers came in, like I said. And what the goal was with the covers was let me work on something. And if I don't like it, I can throw it out. I don't have to worry about it. It's not my own song. It doesn't matter. It's a cover. And if it's pretty cool, I can release it. And if people don't like it, that's okay because it's a cover and I can blame it on the song or I can whatever. Um, and so that was in my mind, in the back of my mind, that's what was going on. And I thought if I can get some of these songs out and kind of show people what I can do a little bit without it actually being my own song, then I can kind of warm people up to my new sound. Because in my head, my last record was totally different than this. Anything under my own name or anything associated with my name was was always all over the place in a sense, because it wasn't purely mine. It was whatever band I'd worked with. But this was the purest form of my own art, because it was my own song and my own sound that I love my own sound. So I decided the covers would help me ease into that. And that's exactly what they did. I worked on the covers. I was super, super proud of them. I worked with my buddy Malcolm on them. And that was an, another a nice sign when he gave me the thumbs up and he was like, it sounds amazing. I felt good about that because it was somebody else that was giving me the okay in a sense. So that helped me and I released those songs. I put the videos out and every time I did that, I learned something new because it had been years since I released my own thing. So I learned something new every single time and I honed, I brought that back to my own release. And finally, I decided I need to just get this thing out. I need to actually get this out. And that was a goal of mine when I came back to Ontario uh, during the pandemic. I, I wanted to release this song. So I thought I need to set a date, stop pushing it off and actually make this happen. So I decided... 
It's going to go on June 25th on the 11 year anniversary of my first record because that seems like a good date and on my birthday because perfect. It's my birthday. And I just had to give myself an arbitrary date. Otherwise, I could just keep pushing it off and not actually doing it. But I decided that was the date that I wanted to do it on just because I needed a date. <laughs> and that's what I did. Uh, so about a month before, not even, I finished, I literally filmed the music video a week before it came out. The song was done six months before that, like the final mix and master had already been finalized. So the song was good, um, but I just hadn't finished deciding how I was going to release it. So basically I picked the date and then I just had to make everything work. Was it the best release ever? No, but it's out and it's done. And that was the biggest thing for me is I just needed it to be out and done and see what I learned from that. So one of the things that I learned from this, and one of the things that I want to share with you guys is that exact thing. You need to just put stuff out. One of the things uh, early on when I started Ant Creates, I was very hesitant to put out a lot of my videos. I wasn't sure about them when I started the podcast. Every episode had to be perfect. Every every video had to be perfect. Everything had to be perfect. And I set myself a goal at one point uh, at the beginning of this year that I would just release a bunch of stuff. I wanted to release a weekly video, a weekly podcast, and a weekly reaction video. So two we- two videos and a podcast a week. And I just wanted to do this for at least a month just to get stuff out. And I knew I had some, some videos. I banked up a couple videos and I started releasing them and every video got easier to release because I learned something from the last video. I had more stuff out there. I could understand my audience better. I could understand the process of creating videos better. And it just got easier and easier and easier. And now it's to a point that I, I love making the videos and I, I put a lot into them, but I don't over stress about them. And I don't put too much pressure on any one single video because I know that there's going to be another one. And yes, I want them to be my best work, but the only way to get better at my work is to keep pushing the limits and keep trying new things and keep putting stuff out. So that's what I knew I needed to do. And basically going back to my songs, that's exactly what I, what I did with my music as well. I needed to put something out and to kind of lessen the pressure, I decided to start with covers. And now I'm, now I've finally released an original song. After all this time, I got to the point where I was, I, the, the covers were just coming easily and sure, I only put out three of them, but that's, that was enough even, uh, two or two or three. And it was enough to be like, yeah, you got this. You can do this. And I knew that, that, that I knew this would happen. And that's why I, I, because I've seen it with so many artists that I've worked with as well. Once you put the first thing out, it's just the first step. You feel better about it. And then it, it just flows way easier. And every step forward, you get better and better and better at it. And you feel more and more and more confident about it in your, in the back of your head that you can do this. So that's exactly what I did. And I think also releasing all my videos from Anna Creates, I knew I was getting better at this kind of thing, putting myself out there. So that also helped to me. It just was something else, something other else creative that I needed to put out there. So what uh, what's the saying? Be- done is better than perfect. And it's true. Having something out is better than perfect. If you wait and you try and make something perfect and you spend a year making it perfect and then you release it, you're still only going to get a little bit more Maybe, maybe only a few more people than you would have done if you got it done and good enough and actually release it. Now, I'm not saying release crap. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that you, you do have to, uh, actually put stuff out and that's the best way to learn. A lot of artists I see overthink one certain release thinking that that's their big shot. 
if they don't have a, an audience built up, there's nobody that's going to be there waiting for it. You need to put something out to have people be able to go, Hey, and share it and grow your audience to then put the next thing out to a slightly bigger audience. And then you, they share the bigger audience now shares the next thing and you get more people. And that's how it grows. You can't just put it out and expect the whole world to see it. That's not how it's going to be. That's never how it is unless you have a like millions of dollars in marketing budget, basically that you can actually put force it in front of people the organic way. And that's where you're going to get real good fans. You have to do it organically to get them organically. And that's something that, that, you know, releasing music and I've seen it with tons of artists themselves who are, who are actually trying to make a living at this and who are actually trying to be artists in, in their own right. I'm not. So that's not what I'm aiming for. I just want more and more people to be able to, to listen to my music. So in a sense, it's kind of the same thing, but it's a very real thing. You need to actually put stuff out and continue to release them. So, you know, I've now released three covers and a, I did the stay alive cover. I did the, there's nothing holding me back cover. And then I did the, my head, my heart cover. And now I've released my original you. And because of that, I'm ready to, I'm about to go start the next cover and another original, uh, more originals. I want to release a record. Uh, talk about my, my future plans in, a, in two seconds. But the, the lesson that I want to, I want to kind of conclude on here is that Done is better than perfect and released is better than you sitting on it thinking it's going to be the biggest thing ever because you have to actually face that. You have to understand that by putting it out, people actually hear it. If you just sit on it, people are scared of failure. And this is something that that's been said in, in a number of books. And I think the practice says it really, really well. And, and so does uh, the war of art the two books that I highly recommend for any creative. When you make the art, you can feel good about it and you can think about how big it's going to be. But as soon as you put it out, you're faced with the reality of how either big it's, it is or how not big it is. It actually is. And people don't want to actually make that step. They want to keep it to themselves and just live in that, in that dream world of how big it could be because then nobody's telling them it's not because it's their own head. It's their own story. It's their own fantasy. And that's fine for hobbyists. That's exactly what they do. That's exactly how they, they live. And that's amazing. And frankly, more power to them. They can really, even if they do release stuff and it's not huge, they can go, well, yeah, but we didn't market it. We didn't try. It's just a fun thing, but it could be really big. And artists who want to be artists, they struggle with that sometimes because of the fact that they think about this and they think, but it's, it has to be huge. It's going to be huge. And then when it's not right off the bat, because like I said, you need to put something out so people can share it and get more fans and grow your audience. And like, you have to do that then they blame themselves and they go, it's not good art. It's not whatever. They struggle with that a lot more. And and I fell into that trap. I, I didn't know how to release my music. I, I put too much pressure on the song itself on one release. And I use the covers and my videos and everything to get over that and to work through that. That's how I worked through it. And I know you can too. If you're sitting in this boat and you're sitting there trying to do the same thing, if you're sitting on music and you're like, I don't know if I could release it, just release it. Just start somewhere. Just actually put it out and it'll get easier every single time you do it. I promise you. Um, so that's kind of the lesson that I wanted to you to take away from this. Hopefully that was interesting. So for the future, I, uh, you know, in the last year, literally I released four songs. I've released three covers and an original. And in the next year, I'm putting it out here. I'm putting it on the podcast right now to kind of hold myself accountable. I want to release eight songs. And I think what I want to do is I want to do four covers and four originals. I want to somewhere over the course of the year, this is not a actual release plan. I could release them all 
a day before my birthday next year if I wanted to. Um, but, <laughs> but I want to release eight songs because I am feeling really good. I'm feeling way more creative. I just feel really good. And I've, I've been writing a lot and I want to release more and more music. And I also still love doing the covers because that's a way that I learn. And I've talked about this. I have a video about why, how producers can learn with the covers. So you can check that out on my channel. It's a, that's a video there, but it's just so important. I think for anybody to just start somewhere, actually release something, figure out what your biggest struggle is, why you're not releasing something, why you're not putting things, something out into the world, why you're struggling with that part of your art and figure out a game plan to get there. Find a less pressure, uh, kind of a path to get there. Like I did with covers, with other videos, with other creative endeavors, all that kind of stuff. Even, even songs that I co-wrote with other people. When I saw those come out, I would feel better about my own writing and I knew that it would be good. And I knew that I could, I should just put it out. So I hope that helps you. If you are in the same boat, if you're struggling with the same thoughts, the same kind of idea, just put it out, start, start now, start something, make a game plan, pick a date, pick a deadline and actually release something and just whatever comes out of it comes out of it but you've at least started and I promise you it'll get easier and easier as you go but that is it for this episode guys thank you so much for watching subscribe on your favorite podcast players wherever you like to listen to your podcasts and I will see you in the next episode until then always be creating